This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, April 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Protest today over CAFOs. Fines for foster farms, COVID-19 violations. Mansion in new talks. And USDA presses railroads. So how can farmers address a changing climate during global volatility and market uncertainty? That's the topic of today's AgriPulse webinar. Scaling Innovation for Climate Action, The Roadmap. This complimentary one-hour program will discuss how technology and innovation drive environmental change. AgriPulse Managing Editor Spencer Chase will moderate the 2 p.m. event. You can register at agripulse.com. With a failed CAFO bill, animal rights activists to protest today. The Assembly Agriculture Committee has not taken up a measure that would ban the creation or expansion of concentrated animal feeding operations, or CAFOs, in California. This prevents the bill from advancing past a critical deadline on Friday. According to the California Cattlemen's Association, the bill's author, Assemblymember Adrian Nazarin of Sherman Oaks, has had a falling out with animal rights groups sponsoring the measure Direct Action Everywhere. Nazarin told the group he planned to water down the bill to instead authorize a study on CAFOs, easing some of the opposition it faced. A disgruntled activist in the group then glued her hand to a table during a committee hearing earlier this month. That committee will again meet today without the bill on the agenda. Direct Action Everywhere plans to stage a protest outside the Capitol starting at noon ahead of the hearing. State fines $3.8 million for foster farms COVID-19 violations. The California Labor Commissioner's Office has charged three temporary staff agencies and two foster farms companies with nearly $3.8 million in citations. The agency asserts the companies failed to inform more than 3,400 temporary workers of their available COVID-19 supplemental paid sick leave under a new California law. At the peak of the pandemic in 2020, Foster Farms Poultry Plant in Livingston enlisted the staffing agencies to fill for permanent workers on leave following outbreaks at the plant. The outbreaks and subsequent policy, uh, public outcry led the commissioner's office to investigate the company, which included an audit of the payrolls. Employers who contract with staffing agencies have a joint responsibility to protect the health of their workers, warned Labor Commissioner Lilia Garcia-Brower in a statement. Alanco to seek okay for greenhouse gas-reducing feed additive. Alanco Animal Health is getting U.S. licensing rights to a feed additive developed by Royal DSM to cut methane emissions from cattle. According to the companies, on-farm trials in 14 countries show the additive consistently reduces enteric methane emissions by about 30% in dairy cows and even higher percentages for beef cattle. Methane emissions from belching cattle are one of the largest sources of greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture. Alenco will be seeking U.S. regulatory approval for the product. Manchin discusses possible bipartisan climate measure. Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, 
has held talks this week with a group of lawmakers to probe the possibility of bipartisan energy legislation that might include elements of President Biden's Build Back Better bill. It's not clear whether Manchin's latest effort has any legs or not. Also uncertain is whether it could include the ag provisions that were in the Build Back Better bill. They include substantial new funding for farm bill conservation programs. A Republican who was in the meeting, North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer, told AgriPulse a very loose outline of a possible bill omits the ag provisions. Kramer says they're better left to the next farm bill, although that begs the question of where the funding would come from. I'm not much interested in a big comprehensive Build Back Better bill that tries to combine all kinds of things with basically a Green New Deal, Kramer said. USDA raises concerns about real fertilizer shipments. Farmers are paying high prices for fertilizer, but it's also becoming increasingly difficult to even secure input shipments because of the unreliability of rail service. Deputy Ag Secretary Jill Bronow said yesterday in the first day of a two-day hearing held by the Surface Transportation Board. Union Pacific recently announced a cutback in the number of cars it has online, and we've heard reports that the railroad has asked fertilizer shippers to reduce their volume by 20%. But a spokesman from the Fertilizer Institute told AgriPulse that individual companies have reached deals with Union Pacific to avoid the reduction in deliveries. Stabenow, Dems taking on meat packers at inflation. Democrats struggling to deal with voter concerns about inflation are using a cattle markets reform bill to make the case that corporate CEOs are to blame for rising prices. The two lead sponsors of the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act are both Republicans, Deb Fisher of Nebraska and Chuck Grassley of Iowa. Their bill, which would impose cash trade mandates on meat packers, would, quote, help our ranchers get a fair price while consumers are not gouged at the supermarket, said Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, speaking at the weekly Democratic Leadership News Conference yesterday. Stabenow continued, I would just say that Republicans talk and talk and talk, and we act and act and act. We're going to continue to lead these efforts that are related to price gouging that is causing incredible prices that people are having to pay. By the way, Stabenow spoke shortly after wrapping up a hearing on the bill, which is supported by a majority on the committee. Stabenow hasn't announced plans for a committee vote on the measure. Now take note of this. Senate Commerce Chairwoman Maria Cantwell, a Washington Democrat, told reporters the Ocean Shipping Reform Act also would help address inflation. The Senate passed its version of OSRA by unanimous consent earlier this month. Shipping costs have accelerated greatly and raised costs on average Americans, she said. Looking ahead, House Ag Committee will question executives of the four largest beef packers today. Tyson Food CEO Donnie King will tell the panel that straightforward market forces, namely available supply and demand, are driving beef prices. Well, here's today's He Said It. I've had a good number of discussions with Senator Feinstein, but I'm keeping them to myself. That's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on Senator Dianne Feinstein's ability to serve. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, April 27th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, 
I'm Jeff Daly.